Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1061, air date May 18th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Uh, good evening. Today, we're going to be talking about um, blueberries and heart health. And we're also going to be talking about the science of the cardiovascular system. So you understand uh, what really drives heart health. We're going to talk about some of the politics, which prevents uh, even your doctors from being able to share this with you and what their focus is typically because of the influences of the traditional uh, pharmaceutical model. And then we're gonna end with talking about particularly how blueberries affect the cardiovascular system. Now, if you go and simply sort of Google uh, online, you'll notice that there's quite a number of articles that have started to appear talking about uh, eating blueberries that may improve heart health. So for example, here's one in Science Daily. Um, here's another one in Healthline, blueberries may prevent heart health. Here's one in everyday health, eating blueberries may reduce your risk of heart disease. And there's a, a number of articles like this, which is good news that's coming out in more of the popular press or some of the health journals. And I think that's a positive uh, thing that's going on. What I wanna talk about today is um, we focus a lot on uh, educating you from a systems perspective, going down at the molecular level to understand why this is occurring, because I think that empowers people a lot more. So typically people do what are called clinical studies. You know, they'll take one set of people, um, let's say who have some cardiovascular issues and another set of people with cardiovascular issues. One group will be the control group that doesn't get blueberries in this case, and another group that gets it and they'll test some biomarkers, right? So that's your typical clinical study. So they'll say, ah, oh, see, blueberries appear to be doing good but they don't talk about why and nor do they educate the public at the molecular systems level. So a lot of what we do in the educational movement that we're building is to recognize that people are smart and we can teach them how to think and, um, and actually give them tools to think, which is a systems approach. And using that approach, you know, we have a little ticker running down there where we teach people the foundations of systems. We do these videos, we create books, but our goal is to really uh, empower you to be really a teacher and educator so you can learn, teach and serve, but it's really to educate you on a systems approach. So one is you see a narrative, I could tell you, oh yeah, blueberries are good. I could tell you blueberries are bad, but if you can understand why at the molecular systems level, it actually uh, makes you um, much more, uh, empowered for yourself as well as to educate your friends, your community, et cetera, on why. So we concentrate on the why. Um, most people just sort of tell you what to think. We really want to tell you um, a way to think by looking at from a systems approach, okay? So let me go back to our uh, talk today. So it's blueberries and heart health, and does your doctor know? You have the opportunity with this knowledge that you're gonna to learn today to actually educate your doctor, because unfortunately it's not the doctor's fault, but the medical school educational system is very, very 
fast paced, it's reductionist, it focuses on an organ systems approach. And unfortunately, many of the doctors graduate and they're, as you're going to learn, they don't even, um, they're not, they're, they're not even encouraged to learn about nutrition, this, which is unfortunate. So let's just go right into this. So today we're going to focus on uh, the following. You're going to learn the science. Um, you're going to learn the, uh, the science of the cardiovascular system, what we call the, the truth about it. What are the real issues of cardiovascular health? Then you're going to learn sort of the attack on freedom to really discuss um, the overall system and how big pharma and the constraints on medical doctors. And then we're going to talk about the real health issues and the possibilities and the mechanisms of action and the clinical evidence. So you leave away empowered with a real solution. It's very easy to say, well, the medical community sucks and the big pharma guys are horrible, but um, that it would be just be uh, a, a critique. It wouldn't give you solutions. Um, most of what we do here is we provide you the real problem, what the real issue is. In this case, you're gonna learn about endothelial dysfunction. And then we also provide you with what a solution is, right? What the real problem is, what, what the solution is. And that way, that way people aren't left hanging and depressed. And um, it's a very different approach. A systems approach is a powerful approach because you get to see the whole problem. You get to see what the real issues are. And then you get to also derive a solution, okay? So it's an empowering approach and it goes beyond left and right. Um, those of you who want to learn more, go to vashiva.com and you can uh, read about all the different journey that I've been through. And I'll play you a quick video shortly uh, on that journey to systems. But what part of that journey to systems is to recognize that the areas of truth, science, freedom, politics, um, taking care of your own health are all actually interconnected. Unfortunately, in the world, you have the people out there who just focus on health. Let's say the yoga people or the exercise people. Then you have the people who are just focused on fighting for freedom and politics. And then you have the people who are sort of the innovators and the scientists just focus on getting to truth and doing experiments and science. Uh, our view is from a systems approach, we have to understand the truth in a situation, understand the politics, things that constrain the freedom of understanding that truth, and then understand what is something you can do for you, given these two things. And I think for far too long, politics is discussed over here, but it's not made accessible to you on a personal note. So even this presentation that I'm gonna to do today, itself takes a systems approach, which again is aimed to be empowering, okay? And as a part of that, um, I'm gonna play a quick video um, but I want to encourage all of you to take the course Foundations of Systems. It's a course I used to teach at MIT, I used to teach it all over the world. We used to charge a lot of money for it, you know, thousands of dollars. But um, we are wanting to make this accessible to working people who don't have that kind of money, um, where we're giving a $2,500 scholarship and anyone can register to take advantage of it. More importantly, we're also, once you go through the course as an adult, 18 years or older, uh, 18 and older, I mean, sorry, over 18, you have the ability to give it to any youth or child for absolutely free, okay? So you can also be a philanthropist, but part of what motivates me is my own journey to taking a systems approach. And I just wanna play this quick video and then we'll come back. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West science and tradition, ancient and modern, 
that brings you the science of systems so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste, untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program and subsequently at the age of 14 was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical paper-based inner office mail system including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory honoring my grandmother to develop your body your system a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food supplements and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state and systems health an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems the science of everything be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light, learn the science of systems, build community and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. All right, everyone. So you can, again, uh, just to emphasize, you can go to the Foundations of Systems, go to vashiva.com slash join. And I encourage all of you to learn this. This is the education that's necessary in this point in history where we can go beyond left and right. And we can really start looking 
at things in a very uh, honest and truthful way from a systems perspective. The other piece is um, the book System and Revolution, uh, which is a best-selling book. Um, I've made it absolutely free for everyone. Again, the goal is to educate people to be systems educators, systems revolutionaries. So please take advantage of that uh, book. It's out there for you. You just have to cover shipping and handling. So please take advantage of that. All right. So let's talk about what we're going to do today, right? What we want to do today is we want to take a systems approach to understanding the system of blueberries and cardiovascular health. We're going to begin with understanding the truth about the cardiovascular system. Then we're going to talk about blueberries, their biological functions and health benefits. And what gets in the way of getting this knowledge out there is that there's an attack on freedom to talk about these things in a much more global way. Most of the discourse is really uh, about the singular big pharma solution. And there's also constraints on medical doctors. Medical doctors are frankly constrained to even speak about um, a nutrition and diet and it's because of their whole educational process. But irrespective of those problems, we're going to talk about the possibilities of blueberries on cardiovascular health. We're going to look at the molecular mechanisms of action. Exactly, we're going to look at how components in blueberries assist the cardiovascular system. So you understand the why, why you're seeing those positive things in the media from some of those health um, uh, posts and journals, the clinical evidence, how much you should take, um, and the sourcing where you should get your blueberries. Okay. So let's talk about the cardiovascular system. Um, um, again, for those of you who know it, this will be a review, but fundamentally, this is a system, right? A system is not just any one thing. A system is composed of a set of parts. In our course, Foundations of Systems, we really uh, educate everyone on this. But first of all, uh, the cardiovascular system is composed of three components, the heart. And by the way, it's sometimes it's good to take notes because you'll um, know it a little bit better or visualize it. You have the heart, you have the blood vessels. We'll talk about what those are. Multiple systems are in that, right? And then you have the blood that flows through those blood vessels that's pumped by the heart. And the blood is also itself a system. It's composed of not just red blood cells, but which carry the oxygen, but it also includes the white blood cells which support your immune system, okay? So it's a complex system of systems. The cardiovascular system is not just one thing. And if you look at a very um, a detail level at the vessels, what you will see is that the vessels consist of three subsystems, arteries, veins, and capillaries. Now, if you look over here, the arteries are the things that carry blood to the heart, okay? So that's the red. So the blood gets oxygenated. Blood comes from the lungs, goes through the left atrium, and then it gets sent down to your left ventric, uh, to your right atrium. I'm sorry, it comes to your left atrium. It gets sent to your left ventricle, which then pumps it out to the rest of your body. And then as your body uses, it gets deoxygenated, comes back through your right atrium, and then it goes up through your right ventricle or down into your right ventricle, and then it gets pumped back into your lungs where the deoxygenated blood gets oxygenated and the cycle repeats, okay? So the important thing to understand is the arteries are the large blood vessels that carry oxygenated blood. So arteries, oxygenated, arteries, oxygenated, okay? Your aorta, for example, being one of the biggest arteries which pumps all that oxygenated blood. The veins are the large blood vessels that carry the deoxygenated blood to the heart, okay? So arteries carry blood away from the heart, Veins bring blood, deoxygenated blood. Now, the capillaries are the very, very fine 
blood vessels that deliver the nutrients and oxygen to the tissues and cells. And they're all throughout your entire system. And you can see it um, in it's many ways like the roots of a tree, right? You can see all the different um, ways that they separate here. For those of you just listening to the audio, you have the arteries coming in, you know, the blood goes in oxygenated, and then the capillaries are the fine blood vessels. And then they, then they the capillaries then go to venules, which go back to the veins, okay? So there we go. Now, if we get even closer, let's look at the structure of all of this vasculature, this piping. And the reason I want you to understand this, remember, we're not just here to tell you what to think, but we're here to tell you why this stuff works. In order to understand the why of the cardiovascular system, we have to understand the physical mechanics of what are these structures made of. So what is that vasculature, cardiovascular system? What is that vasculature made of? And what you notice here is the vasculature of the, be it the arteries or the capillaries or the veins are composed of one or more of these structures. And there's three structures, the adventia, the tunica media, or the tunic intima. The adventitia is the outer layer, okay, which out of the, let's say the veins or the arteries, which provides, and by the way, capillaries don't have the adventia, they only have the tunic tunic intima, but the veins and the arteries have all three layers. They have the outer layer, which really gives structural support. And in the case of the tunica media, that's the middle layer that's composed of the elastic and musculature tissue, which regulates the internal diameter of the vessels. And you can see in the case of the artery, that middle layer is much thicker, okay, versus the veins where the adventia is um, is, is thinner, okay? And then the tunica intima is the inner layer of the arteries and the veins, which consists of the endothelial cells. And that um, uh, provides a frictionless pathway for the movement of blood. So the endothelial is a, is the a cells which, which cover the inside of the arteries, inside of the veins. And when it comes to the capillaries, that's all the capillaries are composed of. The capillaries are only composed of the endothelial. So think about what I'm saying. When you look at the entire vasculature in your entire body, okay, everywhere, all that blood that's flowing through you, most of it is the capillaries, which are just composed of the cells called the endothelial cells. So think about that. So if you want to have good vascular function, those endothelial are extremely important, the endothelial cells. And the way you want to visualize the endothelial cells is if you think about um, you have a floor in your kitchen or your bathroom and, and you have the tiles on the floor. Those individual tiles are, this, are, the, are equivalent to like the endothelial cells which form the tile framework of your capillaries, right? Which are those fine vessels that's in this diagram here, all those capillaries. So in order to have really good cardiovascular function, if you want to look at it from a purely structural standpoint, you want to think about those endothelial cells need to be in good shape, okay? So that's a big takeaway. Um, so the question is what supports endothelial function, right? Because these cells are all throughout your body, okay? So the better endothelial function you can have because that's the part that's interconnected that composes your whole cardiovascular system, you're probably gonna have better cardiovascular health. So that's what we wanna talk about. So that's the takeaway, right? So think about it very practically it's the the that system that is your your vasculature is composed of 
Now, to study this, we use a very powerful technology that I built out of my research work at MIT called Cytosolve. And Cytosolve is a technology that I initially built because I recognized the entire pharmaceutical development model was archaic. The way they build pharmaceuticals is they basically, you have to understand a pharmaceutical is a single compound chemical that doesn't occur in nature. That's what a pharmaceutical is. It's a single molecule compound. Sometimes they'll combine some of those molecules called cocktails, but um, most of the time it's a single compound. And in order to discover a drug, they'll find or they'll play around with a single synthetic compound. They'll put cancer cells, let's say if you're looking for cancer in a test tube, they'll throw a compound in there and say, oh, does it do anything? Nope, it doesn't, they'll test another compound. Oh, it's doing something in a test tube. That's called in vitro testing or screening. If that's positive, then they'll go kill a bunch of animals. That's called in vivo testing, animal testing. And then if all of that, um, uh, you don't kill too many animals and they think the compound works and you go into phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials, the FDA has to approve that. That is a pharmaceutical development process. It's a very expensive process about five billion, up to $5 billion, 13 years. And the stuff that comes out of it may cause all sorts of side effects. So when I looked at this whole process, I said, you know, this is really archaic. You know, we build airplanes by not, by not just throwing test pilots and we use a computer. So that led to really the development of Cytosol. Now the current pharmaceutical model is falling apart. You can see they spend a lot of money on R&D and they're finding less and less new molecules. This is why the pharmaceutical industry needed vaccines. Vaccines were their way out of this business fiasco. And if you look at the pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, and I've talked about this in other videos, they were tanking, they were lose bleeding money. And just in the past year, Pfizer made, you know, $40 billion more than their revenue from the previous year. They made 80 billion total. But in the last 10 years, Pfizer had lost 25 billion. So vaccines were what's really saved the day. And uh, you gotta understand that, that pharmaceutical companies have been failing based on their drug model. So when we um, you know, wanted to look at um, Cytosol, Cytosol really helps us look at all the research that's out there, organize that research as you're seeing here. So right now there's over 2,970 research articles done on blueberries and 103 clinical trials over the last 110 years. And when you look at this research, what is a blueberry? You're gonna find out a blueberry is not a synthetic compound. A blueberry is composed of many, many different chemicals. So what does that mean? Pharmaceutical companies do not do not have the wherewithal to actually study food. They can only study a single compound, okay? They can't study a blueberry. They don't have the tools. Cytosol provides us the tools to do that because a blueberry is a multi-combination therapeutic. It's got many, many different compounds. So that's what the revolution with Cytosol is. We can actually validate food and combinations of many, many compounds. So you can see people have done a lot of clinical trials. Clinical trial is not a systems approach. It's, it's good. So they put something into someone's body and they look at what the output is. But the good news, a lot of clinical work has been done. Um, the work of Cytosol really helps figure out why this stuff works, right? And Cytosol literally takes all the research, all that work that's been done. We extract out the molecular mechanisms. 
we understand the pathways relative to cardiovascular health, and then we organize that data, that, which is what I'm presenting to you today. So if you guys want to know more, go to cytosolve.com. And part of one of the big initiatives that we're doing is um, anyone out there um, wants to uh, contribute to our research. We're doing research in a number of areas. You can see here we're doing research um, in, uh, uh, let me, let me I think, do I have that here? I thought I did. Okay, I think we didn't add that <laughs> to my other presentation, but sorry about that. Um, but Cytosol does research in a number of areas. I can quickly take you to that site over here. If you go to um, our website, bhshiva.com, okay? Let me go over there so I don't lose out, lose so you don't lose out on this. So if you go to, um, where are we here? Yeah, so if you go to, if you go to Cytosolve's website or VA Shiva's website and you scroll down here, we have various projects. One of them is the Open Science Institute. And if you go to the Open Science Institute, you can see that we're using science to serve research. We're doing research that Big Pharma can't even do. And it's the Cytosolve Open Science Institute, which we've launched. We're doing various research areas. One of them is cardiovascular health. You're welcome to contribute to research. And um, so if you go here, if you're interested in cardiovascular health, you can contribute. We're in the midst of actually doing a spin out of actually not only some for-profit companies where people can actually uh, invest in these ventures and give us a couple of months, we're gonna get all that set up, but you can for now contribute to the research. So I can literally click on contribute here. And if you contribute, um, I don't wanna take anything for nothing, but if you contribute based on what you contribute, you actually get access to the foundations of systems course. So just go look at that. So you can be part of some supporting innovative research. Okay. So I wanted to let you guys know about that. Go back to PowerPoint here. All right. So that's Cytosolve. Um, so when we look at the Cytosolve's approach, what we want you to understand is what is the endothelial, those tiles that make up the surface of the capillaries and the arteries and the veins that are all throughout you, and what actually supports endothelial function. Because if you can figure out and know for yourself, hey, this is what, this is why, this is the difference between a healthy cardiovascular system and a non-healthy cardiovascular system. Now you can think for yourselves and you guys can make decisions. So I'm just here to give you the systems analysis based on the science today. But you're going to very quickly understand the role of nitric oxide on endothelial function, okay? So let's just jump into that. And this was work that I was a part of with some other great researchers at MIT, Brigham and Women, Harvard Medical School, and King's College in London. And what we were looking at was a very important molecule called nitric oxide, which occurs naturally in your body. Nitric oxide is a vasodilator, which means it relaxes your blood vessels. It's very important maintaining blood pressure. It's anti-arthrogenic, which means against arterial sclerosis. It is generated, so nitric oxide gets generated when this chemical ENOS, which means endothelial nitric oxide synthase, when this helps convert, that's what catalysis means, or create, or support the creation of L-arginine, okay? So when nitric oxide helps catalyze L-arginine into, and you'll, you, uh, uh, 
nitric oxide. So enos catalysis of arginine creates nitric oxide. Um, you're going to see that how that happens. And one of the ways it happens is when you exercise, when your body moves blood and the blood flow creates shear stress that triggers nitric oxide. So what do we mean by that? To keep it again simple, we want to make this accessible. Here's, let's say your capillary or your artery and there's blood flow. You're exercising, you're running, you're exercising, you're doing a good walk and you're getting blood flow. This blood flow flows over your endothelial cells and the physical flow, you're going to see why, the results in nitric oxide production. Well, how does that happen? Well, when blood flows, endothelial nitric oxide synthase, ENOS, converts L-arginine, which is an amino acid which you get in your food, to nitric oxide as well as L-citrulline. So again, to put, it, to put this simply put, you have, you exercise, you walk, blood starts flowing through your veins and your arteries, right? your capillaries, the flow of the blood results in nitric oxide release, but that cannot occur um, until, unless you have L-arginine, which means diet is important, right? You have to have L-arginine in your body. Um, your body is a producer, you get it from the diet. And in the presence of L-arginine, ENOS, which is endothelial nitric oxide synthase, converts that arginine to nitric oxide, okay? And by the way, that nitric oxide was really the basis of the creation of uh, the drug Viagra, okay? But that's what's going on here, okay? So it's, again, it's a complex system here, but what you've just learned is exercise, food, L-arginine, re results in vasodilation. So it's not just the food, L-arginine. It's not just the exercise. You gotta have both here. You gotta have enough ENOS to generate nitric oxide. So that's really the takeaway, complex system, okay? Great, all right. So now how does this work, right? So why does this all work? So now let's even, let's put the microscope all the way down. We're looking at one of those endothelial cells. That's what I'm, is on the right side here. And what you find is at the molecular systems level, okay, um, what you see is the surface of the endothelial has a little Christmas tree-like structure right here. I'm pointing to right here, let me move this right here. And what this does is this Christmas tree structure is known as a glycocalyx. When blood flows, that's what these blue lines represent, the blood flows and it starts shaking this Christmas tree, the glycocalyx. That movement results in the release of, a, of nitric oxide. But how does that occur? It occurs through a series of chemical reactions you're seeing here. This is called a molecular pathway. This is a molecular system, okay? So blood flows over the endothelial, it moves the glycocalyx, and the mechanical movement of the glycocalyx initiates the conversion of L-arginine to nitric oxide in the presence of ENOS, okay? Now, how did we find all this out and were we able to really model? And by the way, someone's saying, good morning from the Philippines. Great to have you. Good to have you. Um, so how does all this occur? Well, using Cytosol, when we looked at all the research that's out there, you find out researchers all over the world have found pieces of these molecular reactions. I mean, no one researcher could find discover all of this. So some guys talk about these molecular pathways of calcium influx or ENOS expression, or phosphorylation, or NO production. You see, 
each one of these little diagrams is coming from the work of a lot of hardworking scientists all over the world. What Cytosol does is find all those pieces in like a jigsaw puzzle, put it together, and then we can mathematically model it to predict how much ENOS RNA concentration occurs in your blood, in those arteries and capillaries. And this is a mathematical prediction using Cytosol, okay? Um, that's what we're doing. And so over time, Cytosol's mathematical engine, our technology is predicting how much ENOS will get released by literally integrating the research of thousands of researchers all over the world. So what we're doing is without killing animals, we're taking previous work, organizing it and mathematically modeling it. Now, the question many people say is, well, this is all good. Is Cytosol real? Well, how do we know that what you're predicting is what actually occurs? So when we did the work with Harvard and MIT and Brigham and King's College, we actually had another researcher, Andrew Koo, who actually went and did the biological experiments. And this is the data from the wet lab. So you notice how beautifully our predictions match what they saw in the lab. So this shows that Cytosol's results aren't just garbage in, garbage out. They actually match, okay? And same here when we looked at the protein concentration, we match. This is a very important piece of research because for various reasons, I'm able to share this with you. You now understand the complexity of the endothelial, that we can model it. But more importantly, this actually showed that Cytosol can predictively model complex things. And this was published in one of the leading journals in the world, Cells Biophysical Journal. I was one of the uh, uh, authors with some great people in here from MIT and Harvard. So anyway, want to let you know that, that um, we've shown the validity of Cytosol, but more importantly, um, the me mechanisms, okay? Someone said they're from, uh, yes, it's, it's really cool. Someone says this is cool. Yes, it's very cool, um, Christine, because we are able to use the computer to model very complex functions that pharmaceutical companies cannot do, okay? Now, using this, um, as I mentioned, we started the Cytosol Open Science Institute. I recommend you guys go there. You can support the research. Eventually, we're going to be spinning these entities off into companies. And for those of you wanting not only to support it, but own a piece of these companies, we're going to make that accessible. So keep an eye out for that. And when you support our work, you actually get access to the Foundations of Systems course. You can use it. So there's uh, a reciprocity here. And please, I can't overemphasize, please take the Foundation of Systems course. You support our work. You support yourself and get the book. Okay. Now, so now you understand the, the complexity of the cardiovascular system. You've really learned what is the endothelial, that it's really important if your endothelial is working well, the glycocalyx works well, your body releases nitric oxide, et cetera, okay? So now what is the truth behind a blueberry, right? Let's look at the science of a blueberry. You understand the system. The blueberry itself is a system. It's not just any one thing. It's got macronutrients, fiber, protein, fat, 2.0 grams of fiber per 100 grams of blueberries, 0.7 grams of protein, and fat. So no, notice it's got fiber, protein, and fat, okay? Uh, we have a lot of micronutrients. These are the macronutrients, micronutrients, vitamins, mineral, phenolic compounds, and anthocyanins, okay? Um, so let us um, 
Also recognize the vitamins are vitamin K, vitamin C, phosphorus, potassium, and beta carotene. A lot of beta carotene in blueberries. But there are some major phenolic compounds. And these are the ones that really have the active effects on the cardiovascular system. The cumeric acid, the pelargonidin 3 glucoside, the facetin, the catechin, the quercetin, and the synchonine. Okay? So these are some of the major phenolic compounds. These are like, think about these are like the quote unquote, the real medicine. They're the quote unquote drugs, but they come in combination, but they're naturally occurring in nature. Okay. So um, these are the organic uh, chemistry, chemi chemical structures of these. You can see the anthocyanins, the proanthocyanin A, proanthocyanin B, the quercetin and the elagic acid, okay? So let's look at the biological effects of these of blueberries. Well, first of all, blueberries are anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-diabetic, anti-cancer, hepatoprotective, they protect your liver, anti-obesity, okay? So next time you go down the produce aisle, it probably is very valuable for you to pick up these this medicine, okay? Uh, blueberries are a medicine, okay? A lot of very powerful effects. So what are the health benefits? Well, they protect cardiovascular disease. They lower hypertension or um, uh, alleviate hypertension, liver health, vision health. A lot of research done on blueberries and vision health. Diabetes, obesity, cognitive function, and cancer. Today, we're focused on the cardiovascular aspect. And what I want to share with you is when you look at all of these compounds with cytosol, we're able to understand this. And some of you may know that some just, someone just said, hey, have you used cytosol for your guys' self? We have, because for years, for the last nearly 15 years, many companies use cytosol to really figure out which combination of nutrients worked. More recently, we said, hey, why don't we use cytosol to really go after many of the health ailments. So what we did was we looked at the area of pain and inflammation and we um, modeled all those molecular pathways and we looked at all the potential um, compounds in nature and we came up with a very specific combination, MV25, which leveraged Cytosol, but it was our own research, uh, meaning we, we've done a lot of research up many, many companies, but this was our own discovery. And let me show you what MV25 is. And you also understand how Cytosol works. And, but more importantly, that with this capability, we're actually able to understand food as medicine. So let me play this for you. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up. 
so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 25 is Cytosolve optimized, which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. All right, so if you want to know more about MV25, you can just go to the website. You can find the labeling, the information that it's clean certified. You go right up to the shop there, and you can find it there, and you can order. People are asking me where you do this. So it's right up there for you guys to do that. And uh, there we go. So um, in our discourse so far, we've covered the cardiovascular system. We understand the components of a blueberry. Um, so that's really the science, the truth piece. We also need to recognize um, if we were to just talk about the science piece and we left out the politics, it would really not be a full education from a systems perspective. So what are the politics around what I've just shared? Well, there's really an attack on freedom in terms of the freedom to um, discuss the whole nature of the cardiovascular system to the broad public. So if you go and really look um, at what's going on, you literally have a singular solution, which is promoted by big pharma. And most medical doctors are constrained to really talk about diet, which is unfortunate. And what you find is that if you go, if there's really what we call a reductionist narrative in scientific and media establishment. Basically, it's not holistic understanding. It's centered, everything's centered around cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. There's an emphasis on treatment, not prevention. And Moreover, there's an over-reliance on drugs, statins, blood thinners, blood pressure medication. And moreover, there's no consistent guidelines anyone gets on diet or exercise. And frankly, broadly, there's really no discussion of alternatives. Okay. And what you do see in 90% of the, of the discussion of when it comes to cardiovascular diseases, you got to take Lipitor, you got to take Entrestor, you got to take Eliquis, or, you know, Take an aspirin. That's probably the closest you get to something potentially valuable, right? But 
it's really about drugs, drugs, drugs. This is where most of the quote unquote discourses, this is where freedom's really constrained, where not everyone gets an equal airplay. And obviously this is done because if you can look, you're looking at a $40 billion industry in 2016, which has now grown to almost a $65 billion industry. Um, if you're talking about other stuff, you're eating away at people's profit and um, and market share, right? So there's a huge motive to keep the discourse on this and really not have free discourse in other areas. So that's a politics. On the other side, not only is big pharma there pushing the drugs, but doctors are actually constrained from even getting any education on nutrition. Most cardiologists, as you can see in these headlines, lack uh, uh, education and willingness to discuss nutrition. Um, this study in PubMed said there's a def deficiency of nutrition education practice. And most cardiologists lack heart um, health uh, dietary education themselves. And they, in fact, uh, neglect to tell their patients. So this is really the politics. So from a freedom standpoint, there's really an attack on freedom for the doctors to be encouraged to study diet. And um, the big pharma guys really own so much of the media airwaves, Fox, CNN, and what they're actually putting out there as a solution. So um, that's the politics, all right? Um, now let's talk about the health aspect. So we talked about the science, the truth aspect of the cardiovascular system. We've talked about the attack on freedom. But now let's go to understanding the health. What can you do um, and how do blueberries actually affect the cardiovascular system given all this background? So we're gonna jump to the health, truth, freedom, health, right? So the health aspect is blueberries are shown in considerable amount of literature to be anti-hypertensive. That's an important aspect in cardiovascular health, anti-diabetic, as you know, diabetes and cardiovascular health are related, anti-hyperglycemic, and anti-arthrosclerotic effect against atherosclerosis, okay? So again, these are those important chemicals we talked about. And these things work together to support various aspects of endothelial function, okay? So now we're gonna go through and look at the health aspects of the molecules within blueberries, why they work, why blueberries are actually valuable. So again, that's the education. You're welcome to go, and I encourage you to look, to watch this video and educate others, share it with people. But this is why, share it with your doctor. Um, I would say most doctors, uh, unfortunately, don't even have the time to understand this. So uh, share it with your doctors and other healthcare practitioners. So first of all, the endothelial cells, right? Produce nitric oxide from enzyme enos, okay? So this is the endothelial cells. So enos helps produce nitric oxide, okay? So it goes through uncoupled enos and you get nitric oxide, right? Now, nitric oxide right here activates SGC. And why is SGC important right here? SGC is important because it converts GTP over here to CGMP in, so this is your smooth muscle cell. And this is, remember, it's very, very important. This is the muscle cells uh, which lead to their relaxation. When you have relaxation, this promotes vasorelaxation, which promotes antihypertension. So it's literally, you have tension in your vasculature, okay, in the muscles. So when you're relaxed, this is why things like meditation are good, okay? relaxation. 
you get the relaxation of the blood vessels. All right, so that's what goes on, okay? The ENOS produces nitric oxide, which produces SGC, which causes relaxation. So that's a good thing. Now, when you have oxidative stress, this is not a good thing, which is stress in your system, which creates reactive oxygen species. Look what that does. That stops ENOS right here from producing uncoupled ENOS to create nitric oxide, okay? So if you have oxidative stress, which is going on with most people, if you're a human being living in this world, you're gonna not have as much nitric oxide release, okay? That's why people have, you know, when you don't get NO, this is why people have, uh, you know, uh, sexual issues in men, right? This is why Viagra came to release nitric oxide. But look at this. When you take anthocyanins, which come from blueberries, it neutralizes ROS. So when you knock out ROS, this chemical reaction can produce properly, okay? That's what's good, all right? This chemical reaction can produce properly, all right? That's a good thing, all right? So the anthocyanin from blueberries neutralized ROS and they, and they restored the production of NO, okay? That's what the good news is here. That's what we wanna take away here, okay? All right, so anthocyanins are good because they stop oxidative stress. So let your body do its natural thing. So it's really a medicine right here, okay? So this comes from blueberries. And the next chemical we wanna look at is anthocyanins and quercetin. So when you have both of these, they do something important. They stop, you know, they're anti-diabetic. Now, how do they do that? Well, first of all, Endo endothelial dysfunction is caused from oxidative stress. And how do you get oxidative stress? Well, if you have superoxide and you have hydrogen peroxide, these are not good molecules. They lead to endothelial dysfunction. So superoxide and hydrogen peroxide, these are oxidative stress molecules that produce endothelial dysfunction, which leads to diabetes. So what stops the formation of these two, superoxide and hydrogen peroxide? Well, two very important chemicals, superoxide dismutase blocks superoxide, that's good. Catalase blocks hydrogen peroxide, that's good. And so how do you get these? Well, if you go upstream, there's a chemical called NRF2, and NRF2 promotes superoxide and promotes catalase. So a lot of people in the comments are talking about NRF2. Some of you have studied this. Yes, NRF2 is very good. Um, and NRF2 produces, promotes these two antioxidant enzymes. And guess what? Quercetin from blueberries and anthocyanins from blueberries actually support the, the, the um, uh, the upregulation of NRF2 in the endothelial cells. Very, very valuable. So anthocyanins and quercetin lead to the upregulation of NRF2, which creates superoxide dismutase and catalase, which blocks these bad chemicals, superoxide and hydrogen peroxide, which lead to endothelial dysfunction. There you go, okay? Very, very valuable. Someone said blue, blueberries, strawberries, blackberries. Yep, there you go. That was from... HWM Liberty, okay? All right. Someone else says wild and frozen blueberries are especially good. Great. All right. So that's 
why? Again, you're learning why from a systems perspective. Let's now move to another uh, aspect of how blueberries have an anti-diabetic effect. So hyperglycemia, okay, hyperglycemia, too much sugar there leads to diabetes, right? Um, so how do you stop that? Okay, hyperglycemia. Well, let's go upstream. So there's a very important peptide called glucagon-like peptide 1, GLP-1, that induces insulin secretion in the pancreatic beta cells. Well, what supports that? Well, anthocyanins from blueberries support GLP-1, which leads to more insulin secretion, which increases glucose uptake, right? So it reduces glucose in your bloodstream, right? So this leads to lowering blood sugar and mitigation of hyperglycemia. Hyperglycemia leads to diabetes. Anthocyanins from the blueberries control the glucose blood by upregulating GLP-1, which increases insulin secretion. So in some ways, you're almost getting a natural insulin release. So blueberries mitigate diabetes by reducing hyperglycemic condition. There you go. Another very powerful value of the anthocyanins in blueberries. And then the final thing I want to talk about is the anti-arthrosclerotic effect. What this means is plaque formation, okay? Now, if you, if you go to your doctor, they'll say you, oh, you know, you got a lot of this bad cholesterol, LDL, which is low-density lipoprotein, LDL. That's called the quote-unquote bad cholesterol. Now, what happens is, how does plaque get formed? Well, the LDL gets converted to OXLDL. And this happens when you have superoxide, when you have endothelial dysfunction, when your endothelial is not working well, you produce these reactive oxygen species, oxidative stress to be specific. And that supports the conversion of LDL to OXLDL, which leads to plaque formation. This, is, this pathway right here is not something you want. But guess what happens? The anthocyanins and quercetin in blueberries block this pathway. So they block the, for, the formation of OXLDL, which leads to arterial plaque formation, okay? Because OXLDL adheres to the endothelial cell surface and initiates plaque formation that leads to narrowing of the arteries causing arterial sclerosis. Really powerful, these blueberries, okay? So if you're looking at a way and you're saying, wow, I wanna really stop plaque formation, well, look at what the anthocyanins and quercetins do. They literally block the LDL from going to the OX LDL, which causes plaque formation. So I hope this is helping you understand why, why, why from a systems perspective. All right. Now, I've shared everything with you from a molecular systems perspective. There's also another way that our movement, our course teaches you how to look at the body also from an engineering systems perspective and from a Eastern medicine perspective. Again, when you take this, the foundations of systems course and you become part of our community, we actually give you access to a tool absolutely free, your body, your system. And that tool will give you an Eastern systems perspective, okay? But it's the actually the same stuff. And the tool, your body, your system lets you understand your body as a system having three forces, transport, conversion, and storage. I'm not gonna go into the details. You can learn it when you take the course, but you'll, you'll be given a tool where you answer a set of questions. They'll figure out what kind of system you are. Very easy for anyone to use. Then you can understand 
the red dot is where your system should be and everyone's red dot will be different. The black dot denotes where you are today. Ideally, the, your black dot should be on the red dot. That means you're in balance. And then the system will actually calculate foods for you. It's a personalized systems approach to understanding how foods affect you, okay? So again, this is another reason I want all of you guys to take advantage of this tool. You're not um, uh, helping, you know, uh, me or uh, to sell some course, but you're actually helping yourself because you're going to take this systems approach. And the tool, which took us many, many years to develop, teaches you that systems approach. Now, using the same systems approach, what you learn is food is medicine. Different foods affect the amount of transport, conversion, storage in your body. And you can learn how to use foods alchemically to support yourself. Okay. And so when you look at, by the way, uh, if you become a Truth Freedom Health supporter, you get all of these, uh, this capability also. So what does blueberries do? Well, blueberries stabilize the force of transport in your body. They stabilize conversion and they increase storage. That's what they do, which means they help build tissue. Okay. They help build infrastructure, but they stabilize digestive processes. They stabilize, you know, if you're erratic, they help calm you down also. Okay. So that's what you see here. How much should you take? Okay. So again, truth, freedom, and health. We've talked about the truth. We've talked about the political aspect, but we want to deliver you from an informational perspective. Um, what should you take? Again, we're, uh, you know, the medical disclaimers is not a medical show. This is a systems educational show, but we're just looking at what's out in the literature and we've congealed it. I mean, organized and aggregated it. Cook et al. says you can take about 350 milligrams a day of anthocyanins, which will help reduce hypertension. Now, the blueberry extract also supports memory performance. That's from White et al., 2018, about 100 milligrams per day. Freeze-dried whole blush blueberries, freeze-dried powder, really helps obesity control, and that's 2% weight per weight per day, okay? And that's Seymour et al., 2011. So you can, again, re review the video, but these are some work from the research. Again, share this with your doctor, okay? Uh, Joy Allison says, thank you for your commitment to truth, transparency, health, and freedom. You're welcome, Joy. Um, again, one of the best ways you can support what we're doing is please become warrior scholars, become educators. Um, we have a path. We literally have created a path for people so we don't just, you know, uh, wine, you know, and, and just talk about the problems, learn the science of systems, educate others, take a systems perspective, become part of our global community, and then give the course to kids absolutely free. Okay. So we have a clear path. The next piece is I want to talk a little bit about organic blueberries. Okay. Remember the organic blueberries are preferred over conventionally grown. The conventionally grown contain a high level of pesticides the thin skin allows the chemicals to enter the fresh uh, fruits flesh. Um, so organic farming produces healthier fruits. Um, if you can't get organic, understand the source. Maybe you know of some people. Um, sometimes the organic certification is hard to get. If it's wild blueberries, very good. Um, just make sure it, there's no pesticide runoffs. But the organic blueberries also have more phenols, more anthocyanins, higher antioxidant activity than conventionally grown. And we 
um, have created also a, a, a whole certification called Certified Clean and Certified Raw, where we have, and you'll see these certifications where we said products should be safely produced, minimally processed and bioavailability. And this was something we actually created a certification you'll see on products out there. So in summary, blueberries have several health benefits, including cardiovascular health, cognitive and vision health, good for the brain. The anthocyanins from blueberries upregulate and release the vasodilator nitric oxide NO, which lowers hypertension. So now you know why. Blueberries low, lower blood glucose levels by upregulating more insulin, right? Through that GLP-1. Blueberries also promote upregulation of antioxidant enzymes that mitigate diabetes via downregulation of those oxidative stress molecules. And then finally, blueberry compounds prevent arterial sclerosis by downregulating oxidative stress that causes plaque formation and hardening, hardening of the arteries. So there you go. You can't lose uh, with blueberries. You know, again, um, do your own research, talk to your healthcare provider. Um, but this gives you why, and you can share this knowledge with your uh, whoever you want to share with. But understand what we've done. The journey we've taken you on is doing the science, the truth, understanding the politics that block some of the science from coming out there, and then providing you some valuable health information. So, by the way, we do all of this. It takes a, uh, everything I'm talking about is a work of a lot of scientists, researchers. We do this as a public service. The way that you can reciprocate is you can support the movement by helping yourselves by taking the Foundations of Systems course. I want all of you to do that. It's, it's a reciprocal model because when you take the course, the monies you provide us made a pretty nominal, help us do this research. But more importantly, you're helping yourself and you become part of a community, uh, which I'll talk about a whole bunch of tools that you get. And then also I wanna make the, the course textbook, one of the course textbooks, the system and revolution book available absolutely free so if you're not ready to take the course uh take a shot at this but i recommend all of you take the course because the course is not just a course as i'm going to share with you the course is you become part of a global community and you have access to a lot of stuff and this last quick video and i'll come back really shares with you what all the things you get when you become a member of uh, the truth freedom and health movement and take the foundations of systems course here you go. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides this truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others, growth, and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct access 
access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archived lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is The Science of Everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern systems of medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is the VA Shiva Forum. Here you can start discussions, you can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva Social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva Social to interconnect with your fellow Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. Powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes and text, allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VA Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom and health you deserve through education, technology and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. All right, everyone, I hope that was valuable and we will continue the series on uh, cardiovascular health. But please remember, we're taking a systems approach in this presentation. And if there's any particular areas, topics you want me to cover, you can uh, post it on the comments and we review all the comments and we try to get back to you. Or you can directly message me on the platforms too. Okay, I hope uh, everyone has a good day and please uh, remember to go Become a truth, freedom, and health scholar because we 
uh, want all of you to learn, teach, and serve and take a systems approach. It is really the way forward beyond left and right. And um, the more we do that, the better solutions we're going to be able to provide. So thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Thank you.